clap. Clap for me. <laughs> okay. 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 Clap for me. And again. Okay, that was very quiet. Do a bit further away from your mic. <laughs> it's literally like the first one was like, and the last one was like. Ready? Yeah. That's better. Right. Boom. Hello, hello. This is Interneted. I'm Michael Bird. And I'm Rob Murgatroyd. And welcome to our show about tech, gadgets and the internet by a couple of blokes who are always being asked how to fix most of it. Isn't that right, Rob? That's absolutely right, Michael. On this show, we'll be sharing our tech knowledge and keeping you informed with all the latest tech news and updates from around the internet. We'll also be opening a brand new case at our Agony Uncles Detective Agency, Solving Your Tech Woes. And finally, we'll head over to the Museum of Retro Tech, where we'll be taking a look at some of the biggest moments in gadget history. So buckle up, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show from two blokes on our actual spare bedrooms. This is Internet. Titted. Interneted. The show's called Interneted, just to clarify. <laughs> Good. I love that. that. Was, dropping, that was... dropping all the T's. Internet. <laughs> what? what like? It was so so smooth up to that point when I got the <laughs> name, the most crucial part wrong, the name of the show. That's fine. Oh. We'll move on. Um, I think it's, it's time to start the show. So in this part, we'll be bringing the most interesting bits of news from around the world of tech, sifting through the water-powered clocks, eye-controlled arcade machines, and jacket computers, so you don't have to. I like jacket computers. It's um, it was something. Uh, I think it was a collaboration between Google and Levi Jeans, Ooh, yes. who actually made a jacket for bikers, so that you could control um, bikers, cyclists. Um, <laughs> you can control your music and dial people's phone numbers through like the sleeve of the jacket. Yeah, you know, um, what? So I, you I was looking at ski jackets a few years ago, and there are ski jackets that have like controls on the arm. So cool! So you put your headphones like, in, and you're like, the future is now. It, the future is now. And, and your listeners, you're tuning into the right place. You're tuning into it, 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 it whatever I call it. <laughs> it, 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 it. All right. <laughs> um, should we jump into it, Michael? What, yeah. have you, what have you seen this week? Yes, please. Um, okay, so Rob, you know who Intel are, don't you? I've heard of them. Yes. Who are they? Who are Intel? Intel are a, a large uh, chip manufacturer bringing fries to the nation. <laughs> so Intel are, I think, they're the world's biggest chip manufacturer they're well they're yeah. famous for making cpus aren't they so the, the they part of your computer that does all of the processing and the thinking and like the, the basically the, the brain of your computer and um up until very recently intel were supplying um processors to apple for their desktops and laptops and they were the same processors that you would find in windows computers Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the challenge that Apple was having, allegedly, the challenge Apple was having with Intel processors was that they were running quite hot and Apple were pushing them more and more and more and wanted to do more with these processors and keep the, the, their laptops as thin as possible with as fewer fans in as possible. And as Rob, you may, you probably know this, but listeners, you may not know, 
the hotter the processor runs, the less efficient it is and mm. the slower it is at doing processing. So my Mac that I have next to me, when it's when it's doing anything heavy, its fans are going at about 100 miles an hour. And that is what Apple wants to avoid. So Apple very recently have gone out on their own and they have developed the M1 chips, the, the Mac, Apple Mac chips. And mm-hmm. um, they have uh, left Intel, or at least they're going to. They still actually sell some laptops that have Intel processors. But eventually, with the, by the end of the year, they will not be selling Intel processors anymore in any of their computers, so they say. Mm. Now, a few years ago, about 10 or 15 years ago, Apple very famously did a, a I'm a Mac, I'm a PC ad that you may have oh, seen. Oh, yeah. And it had a cracking advert. Chap- in that. America, I think it had uh, David Mitchell and somebody in the UK. Robert Webb. Robert Webb. I think he may have done, actually. Mitchell was, Webb. Yeah. In America, they had a guy called Justin Long, who was a famous actor, and he was the person who played the Mac character. Intel have got Justin back, and they're basically doing a similar <laughs> advert. And it's a little bit cringy, if I'm honest. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's a bit of a weird one. Um, Is it just Justin just compa- it, nice basically about Justin Apple? comparing computers? It's a bit strange. Yeah. Um, Is it a bit like so, as if uh, I don't know HSBC had brought Howard from Halifax over to their side? <laughs> that is that you know what that is the exact way i would explain it it's a bit strange it's a little bit cringy and um it's i don't know i i guess intel probably feel a little bit under attack and they want to try and claw back some uh some uh fans but i don't know if intel need to do it because you know they've got some cool stuff coming out it feels a feels a little petty yes like digging up old dirt. Yeah. And there's no real need for that. Just just move on and just do something different. Like, just try exact- to out-compete rather than say, this guy that used to love Apple now loves... Okay. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so um, that was a bit strange. So that's that's my, my Intel news this week. What have you got, Rob? Uh, so something I saw this week, I've got a few video game items, mm-hmm. shockingly for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so the next generation of consoles, the PlayStation 5, um, is getting a new era of PlayStation virtual reality controllers. Ooh. Um, which is cool because, so the previous generation, I don't know if you've ever seen them, um, but their controllers, imagine like a Wii remote, the old Wii remote, so that long. Yeah, like the um, thing you hold in your hand. Yeah. Yeah. You wave imagine the screen that, playing tennis. But with, but with a ping pong ball stuck on the end that lights up. Yeah, yeah. That was okay. the old PlayStation VR controller. So it was a bit clunky, didn't really work very well, didn't look very good, just a bit rubbish. So the new generation of controllers are very different. They're almost spherical, orb-like, and you sort of put your hand in the orb. Wow. Um, and and the they, haven't got, they, haven't got, they haven't got bright lights on top of them. No bright lights. It's um, it's much more classy, sleeker looking. <laughs> your, yeah, the, the orb sort of wraps around your hand and you've got these Joy-Cons and it's um, it looks really cool. And even more impressively is that it's coming with the same sort of technology that the current PlayStation 5 controllers have. So that's adaptive triggers, better haptic feedback and oh, that's, things like finger touch detection. That's the thing where it, it you like has like the triggers on the back of the controller like you have on a lot of um, like video game controllers. Yeah. But the triggers kind of pull back at you. So like if you're doing like a bowstring it like gives you tension so you can feel the tension. That's the one. It's quite cool. That's exactly it. So that, that, that's why they're adaptive. Depending on the scenario of what the game is, it will adapt the resistance of the triggers. So that's cool. yeah, like you say, with pulling a bowstring or if you're shooting a gun or whatever, you'll feel the recoil of the gun in the triggers. It will sort of shake. That's really um, so cool. So yeah, it's really cool. And I think it just adds to that level of immersion that you'll get from, from yeah. virtual reality and hopefully should be much more um, 
easy to track the old system of those big ping pong balls that are tracked via camera were, were pretty awful so yeah okay. um, yeah it's uh, it's a it's a good move from playstation i think it shows their commitment to sticking with vr as the next big thing yeah um I, th- I think we're still a little way off it being the mainstream, but it's, um, yeah, things like this will really help it. Well, I have got some information, some information, some news about Wikipedia. So oh, Wikipedia, the the world's free encyclopedia that everyone knows and loves. The they essay writing machine. Famous, <laughs> the essay writing machine. They are the famously, famously free, uh, free to use, free for anyone mm-hmm. to use, I, whether you're a company or a person or whatever. Um, but that is maybe going to change. So mm-hmm. they will not charge for you and I to use it, but they are thinking of launching a paid service for tech companies. So if you remember, like, if you've got, like, an Alexa... Oh, sorry if I triggered an Alexa. Um, or if you've <laughs> got a... Um, uh, if you've got an Apple device or whatever, uh, you know, voice assistant, and you ask mm-hmm. it a question, usually it trawls the facts from Wikipedia because it's this huge, you know, knowledge base... Um, and what Wikipedia or actually the Wikimedia Foundation, which is the foundation that runs Wikipedia, um, they're looking at creating what's called an API, which is essentially like a a behind the scenes communication services for for, that companies can kind of do a computer to computer uh, um, uh, kind of request. Um, Mm -hmm. They're looking at basically doing a paid for API. So companies basically have to pay to use a Wikipedia service. So like Google and Apple and Amazon and whoever would pay for it. Um, which is I I have mixed feelings about it because I think um, the great thing about Wikipedia and Wikimedia is that it's free Free. and it's funded by donations and so it doesn't yeah I guess it's it's one it's one of those ones where you always whenever you go on Wikipedia you always see that banner at the top yeah yeah it says please provide donations I don't know if you've ever personally donated to Wikipedia I personally haven't um you know, it is a free service. Yeah. So I guess they're getting to a point where they cannot continue that free service unless they get people to, to pay for it. Yeah. So that it's an interesting one. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see how that might develop, whether they will stand strong and not charge people or if that may come at some point in the future. What's next? Yeah. So something I've seen again, another video game thing is from the world of PlayStation once again. Oh, yes. And it's, it's, it's free stuff. Oh um, yeah, I love like everyone stuff. likes free stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sony, PlayStation are giving away nine free games in April. Oh, um, okay. For for everyone, it's part of their their scheme called uh, oh, play at home, stay at home, play at home, um, play at home. So it's something save, save lives, play at home, stay at home, save the NHS, protect the NHS, play at home. <laughs> it's a yeah. collaboration between Boris Johnson and Sony PlayStation. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm joking. Um, so yeah, they're giving away nine free games, uh, including big titles. So um, I don't know if you ever heard of Horizon Zero Dawn. It was a, a PlayStation exclusive game uh, from 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, very cr- well acclaimed and is a huge game and it's, it's given away for free. Um, earlier uh, last month, they gave away a Ratchet and Clank Ooh, video yes. game. Um, again, for free. So I think their whole scheme is designed to keep people inside and give them something to do while lockdown is happening. So yeah. Like I say, there's four um, standard games and then there's also four virtual reality titles as well. So anyone that's got a VR headset will be able to play these games as well. So very nice from Sony, just giving away some free games. So play at home, save lives, protect the NHS. 
Thank you, Sonia. <laughs> Thank uh, so, as you know, this is the uh, the definitive tech news show slash show that we talk about rockets because that we love we love space nowadays. Stuff. Why not? So, uh, NASA, NASA, we love we do. Yeah, of course, exactly. NASA has carried out a successful test on uh, the world's most powerful rocket. Um, mm, so, this is going to cool. be for the uh, the SLS, the Space Launch System, which is NASA's mission. I think that trying to get to the moon i think that's the plan with it can't quite remember already done that uh, to get to the moon again uh this time it's personal moon two electric boogaloo <laughs> <laughs> uh, go to the other side yeah exactly yeah gonna go around oh, yeah um so this was a a, a, wha- a whacking great rocket and apparently it was the rocket from the space shuttle the actual engines are from the space shuttle which i thought was quite cool oh. um so they they did that this week and that was good on them so there we it go went, it went well it went all right it, oh, yep. no didn't blow up like elon musk's ones they just well this is the interesting thing right so they it wasn't actually a rocket it was just the engines and they put it on this like huge metal frame which i assume is bolted down to the floor quite with quite big <laughs> bolts because they fired the rockets and obviously it's it, a lot of duct tape yeah i think i think it was mainly on the duct tape and they and they fire in loads of water as well to keep it all cool and mm. um from what I can see, is it's carbon neutral because the propellant is liquid hydrogen and oxygen. So um, good on them. Oh, wow. Good on them. Carbon neutral. I can't imagine it's eco rockets. It, yeah, can't imagine it's massively good for the environment. Um, but yeah, that's what the uh, that's what they did this week. Oh, that's really cool. I think I it's like that. Good. Yeah. What do they do with the uh, the air that came out of the back of the rocket though? Do they they got to use it for something? I know it's a test, but you can still use that for something else if you're being green. Could you like dry laundry with it just really quickly? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what they did. Yeah, they dry get your your, your clothes hanger and just it like very dr- <laughs> very dry, very dry, burn burn to a crisp. Yeah, that's what they did. Um, Lovely. What have you got? Anything else? Yes. Uh, so another creepy. I love showing slightly creepy devices, <laughs> uh, smart devices that. Um, people can get so google have just announced that there's a new nest hub that you can purchase uh, it's for about a hundred dollars so probably 90 pounds when it comes over to the uk um it's called the google nest hub and it will it's a, designed to be like your bedside table um okay like alarm clock and display but the creepy thing or cool thing depending on your stance on this is it can track how well you sleep ah um, that is creepy it is quite creepy. So it'll, it'll um, use its cameras to sense when you're moving, when you're not moving. It will track the ambient light of the room to make a judgment on how well that might have affected your sleep. That is um, creepy. It says it can't track the difference between light sleep, deep sleep and REM sleep, but it can pretty accurately say when you're sleeping and when you're not. So it can tell you how long you slept and how restful you might be when you wake up, which personally... For someone that is fairly liberal with the devices I use, I've got uh, an Amazon smart device in my house and I don't really mind too much about that. But having a, a camera watch me sleep is, is just a, a step beyond what I'm comfortable with, I think. How many stars on the creepy scale? I think that's at least four and a half stars on the creepy scale. Out of five. Should we use that? When I was, when I was doing research for the, the podcast earlier, I did see that you can buy robots... Um, that stroke like. your face to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're dancing robots. Let's put them like that. And I'd say that's a ten out of ten on the creepy scale. But um, so watching you sleep is pretty up. 
Shall I play the creepy sleep jingle that we have on the soundboard? Uh, yes. Do I want to hear it? Do I want to hear Ah, yes. That's the sound it plays as you go off to sleep. <laughs> Good night, sweet prince. Chica-chica. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. I don't know who gave that voiceover, but that's, um, that's a great one. Yeah. All right. Well, final thing uh, is um, for some reason... Somebody has made a Pokemon parody uh, cr- that that is in a font. It's in a font. So let me How, just explain that. What, it, it's a game. It, it's mean? a game that the programmer has put in a, in a font. I don't really understand why <laughs> or how, but I've had a quick play of it, and you know me, I can't help but I can't help be drawn to anything that's Pokemon related. And I had a yeah. quick play of it, and it is very satisfactory. Uh, <laughs> It Incredibly is a game. okay. <laughs> yeah. I give it uh I give it beige stars um <laughs> as to how good it is. But it genuinely is a game that's in a font. And if you go on their website, you can play it and um it's you basically just like keep pressing keys and then the story moves ahead one letter at a time. And then you pick that's your so Pokemon odd. and you pick it by pressing a, a letter and then you keep playing. It's um yeah, it's alright. It's not bad. I I mean that's... why some would made a playable Pokemon <laughs> uh parody well, in a how font. do you how do you use the font is it just in a, a text yeah yeah you, so you can download it it's an otf i think um which is a, an open font format so you can just download it and install it on your on your computer so if i'm making a powerpoint I accidentally put it in that font use that font in pokemon. then you can play pokemon yeah exactly that <laughs> why who knows Don't who know. knows why not but it's a little bit like those games that you can play in excel you know there's yes. like um there's like a Easter egg in Excel, isn't there? Where if you you can play Space Space Invaders or something. So well, like the like um, used to be able to play Snake in YouTube. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Things Every like games that. Everywhere. In real life Easter eggs. They're not in real life Easter eggs. They're just they're just Easter eggs, aren't they? <laughs> um, cool. Well, that's everything right. I've seen this week. What about you? That that's everything I've seen this week. Yeah. Also, that's everything I've also seen this week. The whole thing. It's just yeah. That's, that's all, all I've seen. ever. That's all I've seen. Yeah. That's what. <laughs> I stayed inside and I looked at four news articles and that was it. That was it. That's all I did. It's this a quiet week. week for me. Yeah, yeah, pretty bit, quick, pretty quiet week. Anyway, that is all we have time for this tech roundup. We're gonna be back with part two of Interneted right after this. Welcome back to Interneted, a show about tech, gadgets, and the internet. And it's now time for the part of the show where we take a brief trip to the Agony Uncles Detective Agency. Yes, yes, yes. We are the Agony Uncles, and this is our detective agency, solving crimes against tech since removable batteries were a thing. Oh. What a time that was. Feels like a lifetime ago. I know, I know. Any problems with your phone, just take the battery out and put it back put it in. Back in again. Probably fixed. Problems with your laptop? Wonderful. Take the battery out, put it back in again. It's all fine. Yeah. Having two batteries to extend your battery life. Oh. Crazy. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that hit a note with you. It did, it really did. <laughs> yep. So we're back once again. Um, we're ready to open our doors to solve 
troubling tech mishaps, misdemeanors, and cold cases sent in by helpless bystanders. Yeah, we set this agency up because we're both those people who always get asked how to fix stuff. It's tough work, but somebody has to do it. So, Michael, what is today's case? Well, today's case comes from somebody in Dover, and his name is Name. <laughs> Martin from Dover. Martin Hopefully. from Dover. No, actually, Martin from Dover. Um, his name Martin is, from no, Dover. No, no. His name is Jack. His name is Jack from Dover. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I misread that. Yeah, that's no, fine. It's that. fine. It's fine. Um, okay. Listeners, um, we have to explain. We have this. Rob and I have this game, which is called the name game, where we just <laughs> shout the word name at each other, and you have to come up with a name straight away without thinking on the spot. About it. On the spot. It sounds very strange, and it is quite strange, but yeah. it, it puts you under a lot of pressure. It does. It's got to be a, a proper name. Martha. I was, I was very close to saying Martin again, but you can't say the same name twice. <laughs> can't say the same name twice. Anyway, Jack from Dover, and Jack also didn't send us uh well he didn't send us an audio file but we have jacques here on the phone hello <laughs> J- <laughs> hello jacques i think he's hung up actually and we, we no just i think he's here <laughs> no no i think he's here hello jacques hi michael bonjour jacques you oh you <laughs> you know how, how what i expected bonjour jacques bonjour bonjour michael well, I, I don't know why you're going french it's jacques a very common english name actually as well <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Jacques, what is your, um, uh, what is your, what's your, what's your, what's your what, how can we help you, Jack? <laughs> well, Michael, my girl, if you will. There we go. Um, Thank you. Keep going. <laughs> you want me to keep going? All right. Yeah. Well, my girl, I'm, uh, I'm uh, looking to get some, uh, some new headphones. What, what do I need to look for? I am. Honestly, that was fantastic. I, <laughs> it's like, uh, like we've moved over to Calais, right? So good. <laughs> Can't um, believe you've got me to do two accents on this. I know. Already. I know. As well. And I said Yorkshire, and you went for London. I know. Awful. I know. I know. I'm sorry. Um, so, uh, so the what we're trying to what we're trying to talk, what we talk about this week is getting a new pair of headphones. So, what headphones should Jacques get? Um, all right. It's a good question. Uh, yeah. It's it's a personal area of uh, of a lot of interest. Anyone that knows me knows that I love spending probably too much money on audio equipment from yeah. headphones to speakers to any of stuff like that. So yeah, 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 love this stuff. Okay, so where do we start? Um, should we talk about the types of headphones? Yeah, that's probably a good place to start. So there's obviously different um, genres of headphone. Yeah. You've got uh, depending on on your needs, Jack. You know, if you've got small ears, big ears. Um, you can buy different types of headphones for them. So the first one is in-ear <laughs> headphones or earbuds, if you will. Yes. Um, so the, the little ones that you might get bundled with your phone or um, you've probably just got an old pair knocking around somewhere in your house. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're not bad, They um, but they're very, very dependent on the fit that you get in your ear. Um, I know things like the Apple AirPods, they claim to be universal for everyone, but... That's not necessarily the case. People have different shaped ears all the time, um, so they're not universal. So if you're looking for earbuds, you want to make sure that you try and get ones with different um, removable tips. Ah, so you yes. can get different sizes. Um, most of them should come with that, but um, yeah, it just makes sure that you get the right seal around your ear, um, which then improves the, the quality of the music that you get out of it. But earbuds are generally a bit rubbish at blocking out sound, aren't they? They're not 
that great, especially the ones they're not good. Yeah, they're not good for if you're using them on a commute or something. I probably wouldn't necessarily recommend them. Um, Yeah, yeah, but they're they're, and they've also got what's called a fairly small sound stage. So if you've ever put on a really good pair of over ear headphones, you'll hear that they sound quite wide and expansive. Whereas in ear headphones. Um, because they just haven't got that space in them. They just sound quite directional and quite closed off. Yeah, and obviously like, the, little, closed off. the little speaker inside it must be teeny tiny, so it probably can't. Yeah, the, the, the sound, they're, they're not bad. It depends on, on what you're using it for, obviously, and what your requirements are. But um, yeah, if, you, if you've got a limited budget, that's probably, yeah. probably the way to go. I thought I might, might just add, there is a subcategory of ear, ear, kind of in-ear headphones, which are proper in-ear headphones, also known as in-ear monitors, so those are the ones that mm. you'll see like on the X Factor or, you know, Glastonbury that the, the artists wearing. And they are like a whole other league of headphones. They are incredibly expensive. They are mm-hmm. custom molded to your ears. They block out basically all the sound. And uh, they usually have multiple, I think they're called drivers. Um, so I little speakers that all do different things. So you can have some that do bass and some that do a bit higher and some do a bit lower. And um, they are fantastic. They literally block out all the sound, but they're not that great for commuting because um, they would block out all the sound. So you'd probably get hit by a bus or something because you would you would step in front of her because literally you wouldn't be able to hear anything. Or if you're on a train, you'd have no idea where you are. You just miss. You would. You would miss all of your. Yeah, everyone would be getting off the train, and you'd realise that you'd you know been terminated at whatever it was. Um, <laughs> you know, the train terminates here. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, the, the, nice. terminate, the Terminator comes onto the train. The Terminator comes on, you won't hear um, But generally, yeah, earbuds are a bit rubbish, aren't they? Okay, so the next category is on-ear, which are kind of this... They're kind of... They do, do what they say. They kind of sit on your ear, but not around your ear. So they're kind of... I don't know, like... I don't know, the, the size of a... How big... <laughs> The diameter of a cucumber. The diameter say. of a cucumber is exactly right. <laughs> and they sit on your ears, but they don't cover your whole ears. So they don't they go all the way around. Yeah. Block out itself. So if you think like kind of headsets you'd use in a call center are like the classic on-ear headphones. Mm. They block out a little bit of sound, but they're not that good at that. But I guess they're a bit more comfortable, aren't they? Because Yeah, they're, they're, they're probably not bad. Again, it depends on like... I guess the pressure that they put on your ear if they're really clamping down really hard then that could be quite painful for yeah. extended sessions but most of the time they sit quite lightly on your ears and they just sort of rest there and yeah they, they're probably even worse than earbuds for blocking out sound because yeah. you don't get a very good seal with them so yeah um, yeah they're, they're not bad again I think with all headphones it depends on how much you spend on them you know there's really really expensive on-ear headphones which are probably much better but in general just because of the mechanics of it on-ear headphones are quite um subjective for the listener Um, and then and then finally the kind of big daddy of headphones are the over ear headphones so these are the ones that are like the classic headphone look you know dj's got big pair of headphones on they block out pretty much as much sound as you possibly can get um they are pretty bulky and the big disadvantage of those is that you can't just chuck them in your pocket because they sit on your ears um, and there's also also the risk that you introduced me to that I've never thought about until you told me about it. <laughs> Sorry. Which is if you're wearing one on the train, it'd be so easy for someone to just come up behind you and then just take them off your head. Yes. Like, ever since you've mentioned that to me, I'm now terrified that someone's going <laughs> to so nick my sorry. headphones off my head. Do you know what? Same here. Because the headphones, <laughs> you and I both have a set of pair of noise cancelling headphones, which mm-hmm. means that they are very, very good at blocking out sound. 
So like we we're talking about, if you've got in-ear headphones, you can't hear anything. It's a little bit similar to that. So sometimes when I'm when I'm going for a little lunchtime walk around the park, like I have to kind of occasionally look behind me because I'm just like, I have no idea if somebody's you like... You just look incredibly shady as you're just constantly <laughs> checking around you. Anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Is it ever? But <laughs> over, here, over ear headphones are um, probably typically the best sound quality you'll get out of the yeah. headphone. As I mentioned before, it's got the, the wider sound stage. It'll have more space in it for the drivers that you mentioned earlier so the larger the drivers the better the sound quality generally speaking you'll get more bass more punchy sound out of it yeah yeah um uh, but something um you might want to consider is whether it's an open back or a closed back headphone yeah um so a closed back headphone is probably the most common it's where literally the the back of the the bit going over your ear is closed off it's got a plastic or a metal covering over it so that no sound can escape an open back headphone doesn't have that it will sort of have a mesh on it and it lets the sound leak out from your headphones um which might sound horrible and people on the same train as you if they're commuting probably will hate you for it but <laughs> if you're using them at home um they they give you a really expansive sound they're even more expansive than than over um than close back over here headphones it's so like the, got, the truest sound isn't it yeah they've got their use cases it'll make it sound like you're in the room that the music was recorded in if you've wow. got an open back which is cool so, so those are like um, the really expensive ones those are really expensive and you've got to be either really confident that you'll just accept the hate on a commuter train or you just use them at home yeah either Pl- plugged into a very expensive amp like exactly. a, like a you're, valve you're, you're amp. proper yeah proper audio file if you go for the uh, open back headphones for sure all right so that's the type of headphones the kind of model of headphones and obviously there are lots of different models around that should we talk a little bit about noise cancelling oh yes so, so go on you, you no, go you, for it go no on, you, you go, go no i'm just coughing now <laughs> what a great excuse not to talk yeah sorry um so noise cancelling is a feature that's been around for quite a while now but it's it's not just good for people that commute Noise cancelling, as you said, if you're going for a little walk or um, actually just to improve the audio quality of your your music as well, because it will isolate the music. Um, It's definitely something that you want to try and get in your headphones as much as possible. Um, Different headphones have different capabilities of noise cancelling, but it... How do they do it? They essentially play a, a tone that cancels out lower frequencies. Yeah, if you, if you imagine like the the frequency of it works really well on like constant frequencies. You think like mm. road noise or well, like oh the sound goodness. of an engine on a plane, like oh. low rumbles, constant rumbles. On like an that. airplane, it's like air conditioning, all that sort of stuff. It's, it's like it switches off the airplane noise. It's incredible. And um, but if you imagine like a wavelength is kind of going from you know if you imagine it's like a squiggly line. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of goes up and down, doesn't it? Like a squiggly line. That's the that's the sound wave. What noise cancelling does is it basically plays into your ear the opposite of that wavelength that's that's coming through, and by making it an opposite, by by kind of creating the opposite sound, it cancels it out. It's very clever stuff. It's Quite so simple, clever. but it's it cancels it out. So it's just playing more tone into your ear, but your brain interprets it as it cancelling that noise out, which is very very clever. And different um, headphone companies do it in different ways, and some are better than others. And as we talked about the over-ear, the ones that are over-ears are generally much better at it than the ones that aren't, because there's kind of no, it it kind of, it starts from a place of isolation, and then it kind of takes that sound out. Very, very good. Um, So I'd say if you've got the choice between uh, two headphones at the same price, and one has noise cancelling and one doesn't, go for the noise cancelling. Noise cancelling on planes was an absolute revolution to me. Like, it changed the experience. And and, uh, commuting on a train 
and yeah. uh, sitting in a bit like noisy office. Do you remember those noisy offices? Oh, those are the days. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> sitting in a noisy office. Oh, honestly, it was. They're so good. So noise cancelling, I can highly recommend. Uh, all right. The last thing I Absolutely. guess is the type of connection. Yeah. So uh, nowadays, probably the most common connection is probably wireless headphones. You get Bluetooth connectivity between your your yeah. device, your phone, or your TV, or whatever you're using, and your headphones, um, which isn't bad. And the different headphones have different uh, technologies that they use to connect to your your um, devices, and some are better than others. But generally speaking, you'll be fine with the Bluetooth connection. The only problem with that is that obviously you have to charge your headphones to make sure that yeah. they work. Um, whereas the old traditional wired headphones, they're still around and some phones still have headphone jacks. You can still use those. Um, obviously, they don't require batteries to power and they'll always be around. Um, and they're still useful for a lot of things if you plug it into your laptop or... Um, yeah. And generally, like actually, with, with wired connections, you'll get better sound quality. Mm. So if you're a proper audiophile you'll still be connecting via wire wire because Bluetooth does degrade the quality. It compresses it the audio. Um, it also causes a, a slight delay sometimes, Bluetooth yeah. connectivity. So if you're watching a video, there might be an ever so slight delay in terms yeah. of what you hear and what you see. And I guess the other thing to con consider is if you're, if you're looking for a pair of headphones that you can use uh, at work, so for conference calls and the like, uh, and you want them to be wireless, mm. then some companies that make headphones that are good for kind of work calls so Sennheiser are probably the best example of a company that does kind of consumer tech and work kind of tech mm -hmm. um, a lot of them will use proprietary connections so not Bluetooth but another wireless um, uh, standard that means that it's a lot more reliable you can go a bit of a further distance mm. and uh, there's less interference so that's something else to consider Bluetooth is good but not there are some some examples where bluetooth like it hasn't got that great range maybe like yeah, five meters ten meters, meters. Like yeah you wouldn't want to go much further than that though so if you're walking to one side of the room to the other you might be okay but if you go in between rooms you, you yeah it. yeah bluetooth can fall back fall down all right anything else we want to talk about for headphones um no i don't think so i think it we've covered a lot there but i think it just depends on what your use case is for the headphones you know if you're using it for commuting or if you're using it for home use or whatever it might be it's it, you know there's all sorts of factors that go into buying the right headphones but do your research um oh and you should go oh. and once once shops open again uh you should go and try try go and try some headphones on the oh, in-ear yes. ones you are a little bit harder to try on but the over-ear ones go and try go and listen to them Go and find that song that you really like listening to and listen to that same song or, or a couple of songs on different different types of headphones. Um, and yeah, go and just go and listen to them and see which ones work best. But we should finish, Rob. We should talk about what headphones we have because we can do oh, some yes. personal recommendations. Our age-old debate as to who's affiliate, got the affiliate link in the... Uh, in the no, there's no affiliate links. <laughs> so I have a pair of Bose QC352s uh, as recommended to me by my, my friend who is a sound engineer. And I'm not a sound engineer, but I thought... <laughs> Dropping he, that in there. If he's so. a sound engineer, if it's good enough for a sound engineer, then it's good enough for me. And I absolutely love these headphones. Uh, they are really, 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 really good. And I got them. Relatively good deal. What have you got? Nice. So I... Well, I didn't have a pair of noise-cancelling headphones until I met you. Yes. I tried out yours and I thought, wow, these are cool. And then I did some research and found out there's a better pair um, <laughs> made by Sony. <laughs> <laughs> so I have the Sony 1000... WMX3s, oh, um, yeah. 
which are fantastic noise cancelling headphones um universally ranked as probably the best so you know you can take your pick whatever you want <laughs> they're both pretty premium devices though i'd say that's they're probably the the upper end of, of what you but they're nowhere near as premium as the apple apple that's true we, neither uh, of us have tried them but they've got cracking reviews but they have got yeah, very good reviews. And they're level. about two three hundred pounds more than ours and actually the ones that we've got yeah. i think are now older models so they're probably relatively you can get them on up for a relatively reasonable amount now but they're fantastic they, they're honestly i think one of my favorite purchases i've yeah. ever made in technology yeah likewise so. I, I even put them on. I even put them on when I to like focus. Even though I work at home in an office with nobody around, generally, I sometimes put these on because it just the noise cancelling and the kind of the way it gets all, all encompassing sound mm. just helps me to kind of um, drown anything out. So that's really good. So that's what I've got. I also have a pair of Apple headphones because these Bluetooth headphones have got rubbish microphones for when you ever need to do a call. So I have got a pair of Apple headphones as well. As I'm sure you do, you have a pair of earbuds that you use. For yeah, just just some little ones that you just throw in. Yeah, but but neither of us have got AirPods. That's we're not. That's true. That's not true. There, I yeah. did get my girlfriend a pair of AirPods though, and she loves them. So oh. you know, different devices work for different people. All right, so that is case closed. I think is that case closed. I agree. Yeah. All right. Let's close it. Let's let's close that case. <laughs> <laughs> is that the case closed noise? I think it is. Right, it's now time for some retro tech. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the magnificent museum of retro tech. A totally not made up museum where we've reserved the greatest gadgets and tech marvels for generations to come. Each week, one of us... No, that's your line, sir. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just let you run with it. It's I just... I got so into it. <laughs> Love that intro. Ladies. Ladies and gentlemen. Name. Ah, oh, Norris. <laughs> Norris, there you go. I've just got Norris. Oh, Norris. Oh, Norris. Um, <laughs> so... Each week, one of us will submit two items. However, we'll be adding one piece and one piece only to the illustrious collection. Uh, Rob, where is the museum this week? So this is quite a niche one. Um, oh, I like, I, like, I like niche niche museum locations. Anyone out there that's ever been to the University of Exeter? No relation <laughs> to me at all, definitely not. Um, there's a building there which is a bit of a mystery. It's, um, it's dubbed the Exeter University equivalent of... Um, the, the stairs in Harry Potter, you know how the stairs in Harry Potter always move and change their, their place yeah. and take you to different places. The Amory building in Exeter is very similar to that. You'll go in one door, go down a flight of stairs, and then you'll be on somehow the level above. Or you'll go in the bottom entrance and then you go up two flights of stairs and you'll still be on the ground floor. It's, um, it's built on a hill and it's very complicated. Um, so good luck to anyone heading over there for the Museum of Retro Tech at the moment. It's um, it's quite yeah. a maze. But you'll have no idea where it is. You'll have no idea. No, that's fine. Um, so this week I am the one in charge. I'm the big boss. So Michael, <laughs> you're you've the big got, boss. I'm the big boss. Yep. Um, <clears throat> you've got to impress me. Um, I'm, I'm the curator, and I have, as you like to say, absolute authority my my word is final on all things over the next couple of minutes so please welcome to my <coughs> office take a seat where is your and office where are we i don't know i couldn't tell you Who knows? We, <laughs> we walked in one door and we'll probably never leave again but we've just fine. found a room we found an empty room which 
has yeah. Is it a bit like a is it a bit like in The Sims where you like you know like you you, you put a sim into a room and you delete the door and they can't get out? It's yeah, like that. it's like that. You, you enter a door that no one else has ever been into ever, and then they've gone into the pool. They've gone into the pool and you've taken the stairs out to get out of the pool. <laughs> and everyone's yeah, everyone's, everyone's desperate to leave, but they can't. So um, yeah. So what have you brought with me? Brought, all right, brought so, to me. Well, I have brought you two things that aren't actually real, so that's good. Um, so I've bought you two operating systems. Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't don't go yet. Don't go yet. Okay. <laughs> wow. These are, that's, um, these are genuinely that's... cool things, uh-huh. fellow kids. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so I've bought you Windows XP. Uh, so I bought you the physical CD. Look at it. Look okay. at it. I'm, I'm shining Useful. it. You know how it's got like the little um, uh, uh, what what did you call it? Like the little hologram on the front that reflects. <laughs> it goes all right like in shiny. my eye, right in your eye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like, I bought you Windows XP, uh, Service Pack Three. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> Windows XP uh, is arguably the most uh, successful and popular operating system ever. And uh, anyone listening to this who's over the age of 25 has probably at at one point used Windows XP in their life. Uh, Even if you've never owned a computer, if you've been to an ATM, if you have uh, ever gone and used one of those touchscreen devices, um, many of them... Like a library and a computer. Oh, yes. A computer and a library. A library and a computer and (laughs) and a computer and a library, yes. So Windows XP was first available in August 2001. And its final release was in April 2008. And the idea was that people would stop using it, um, but it it keeps on being used. And its mainstream support ended in April 2014. And some derivatives of Windows XP ended support in 2019. So that is a staggering 18 years of use. I'm going to drink that operating system. (laughs) Exactly. And there are 25.2 million devices still running Windows XP. Now, the reason why I'm submitting this, dear curator, is because Windows XP arguably revolutionized the home computer market. Um, it followed really successful Windows 95 and Windows 98, but nothing really took the market a hold like Windows XP. It was new and innovative. It had a really colorful user interface. And mm. after it was... It had that um, iconic wallpaper as well, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, which was the not Windows a Photoshop wallpaper. Field. It's not a Photoshop wallpaper. I once watched a YouTube video about it. It was a it was a slow day, okay. Um, uh, and it is a it was a really really reliable platform. Do you remember netbooks? Do you remember those? Were they mm. around maybe ten yeah. years ago? I mean, netbooks launched with Windows XP because it was such a lightweight. I like it was an easy to run, really easy to run. Yeah. Um, one of my first jobs was using Windows XP when I, I used to work in a school doing IT support. I used to you know install windows xp on hundreds of computers so it has a very uh has a place in my heart and the what followed was windows vista mm. which does not have a place in anyone's heart so windows xp <laughs> is as um, a place in hell <laughs> windows xp was, is very very popular and is uh yeah is still very very popular to this day so that's my first thing that i'd like to submit Brilliant. thank you uh, the second thing i'd like to submit is um uh ios which is the operating system that is used on Apple devices. Ooh, that's a sneaky Sorry. one. That's sneaky. It's still, yeah. still kicking today, isn't it? Still kicking today. So iOS is was first available in 2007. Oh, let me just say, Windows XP was put on 500 million devices. So they wow. sold 500 million copies of Windows XP. Anyway, iOS uh, launched in June 2007 and is still supported to this day. Um, we're now on iOS version 14.4. 
if you're up to date on your <laughs> iPhone. Um, and it was a, a real revolution, wasn't it? It was the first um, uh, first real operating system that had this kind of closed, what they call a walled garden um, mm. operating system. So you could only install things that came from a approved app store, i.e. the Apple App Store. It was pioneered by Apple, and it really was the thing that kick-started the smartphone revolution. You could say that iOS is the thing that kind of brought us to where we are today. If you think like Uber, um, uh, you know, the, the home delivery apps, uh, WhatsApp. Um, well, yeah, it, you know, it basically invented the word app, didn't it? You yeah. Didn't really I mean, none of this. Until iPhone came out and iOS was up. Yeah. Arguably, you know, the world we live in today is powered by a lot of iOS apps. Granted, Android also exists, but iOS is really the kind of the platform that first brought this to to, to public consciousness and is, you know, is is a is, has been a massive massive deal. Uh, Two billion iOS devices have been sold as as to September 2018. I'm sure more have been sold since then. I don't think they stopped selling them. Um, but that is uh, iOS. Uh, do you wow. have any questions, sir? Questions. I mean, I can try. I, I, I mean, think, I haven't got any answers, but I can. I oh. think iOS is a sneaky one because it is Thank still you. being used today. But I completely agree with what you're saying. It, it was revolutionary when it came out at the time. Um, the iPhone, the first iPhone itself, was an absolute marvel, and it was the pioneer for other smartphones. As much as I may not enjoy saying it, Apple yes. did it first, and they they did it really well. So, hats off to iOS, but. I think the one that I'm going to have to pick for the collection is Windows XP. Just from a user perspective, yeah, having used it myself, fantastic. Um, I don't think I ever saw a single blue screen of death on Windows XP. I think I only saw that when I went over to Vista. Um, <laughs> so it was so reliable that a, a child could use it, and I was a child when I was using it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I learned most of my personal computer skills and... Um, me too. My background came from Windows XP. Yeah, you know, me too. Trial and error, just fiddling around and stuff on Windows XP. It was yeah. it was great. Um, it was the era of Clippy on Word. Of course, Clippy. What a time. How did you not go with that as your headline feature? And Windows Media Player. Windows Media. And Sitting there watching that funny graphic go around. Oh, yeah. MSN Messenger. Don't forget MSN Messenger. We've talked about yeah. that before. Um, yeah, okay. So, yeah, I think it's going to have to be Windows XP that okay. goes in there, simply because... I wouldn't want someone to look at our article, our article in the museum and say, "Well, I'm using iOS at the moment." Yeah, no, you know what? Museum. You know what? That's very true, and I'm sorry for submitting it, but I, I thought I, it's really the only I'll thing that can allow help. it. Okay, as a, as a generous, um, benevolent, benevolent <laughs> curator, very, I'll allow it. But very I'm going to have to curator. throw iOS. Yeah, no, I appreciate there. it. I appreciate it. So yes, I think that's it. Welcome to the collection Windows XP. I really wish we could play that sound of a Windows XP device turning on. Hang on, hang on. Let me just... What about this? Chica, chica. Yeah, that's close. That's yeah, close. It's close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. That's it's never going to never gonna die. It's now that, I've, now that I've put it on the soundboard. I, I, <laughs> like, I've got nothing else. I've just got that, so I can use that that's for... It. So we'll just... What I, I can try... I can maybe edit it out. So when you say that, it'll just be like... Duh, 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 duh. Well, then. <laughs> I'll just keep this whole thing in. I think that's even better. Okay, fine. I'll keep it in. Yeah, all right. <laughs> cool. So I think it's going to be it. Welcome to the collection. And with that, I think it's Ta-da! time. That's the noise it would make, wouldn't it? 
Oh, the successful. Yeah. 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 My brain just did the other one, which was the error message, which was. Dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks today for joining us for this episode of Interneted. We hope you enjoyed it. Interneted is hosted, produced and written by Michael Bird and me, Rob Murgatroyd. If you've got any suggestions or you'd like to submit your questions to the Agony Uncles, you can send us a voice message on our website, anchor.fm forward slash internetted. That's anchor.fm forward slash internetted. Yes, and we are releasing episodes every week. So to make sure you don't miss out on our next episode... Make sure you hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Casts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to give us a what, Rob? Oh, say it together, everyone. It's a cheeky five-star cheeky five. rating. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I found the soundboard. Don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in, and we hope to see you next week for the next episode of Interneted. That's not how you say it, Michael. Interneted. In- <laughs> Internet. We hope to see you next week for the next episode of Interneted. Nice. No